This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by Folgers. Mornings set the tone for the rest of your day and so does your first cup of coffee. So it's important to have coffee that's up to the task. Folgers offers so many varieties, whether you're looking for a smooth or rich cup of coffee, Folgers has a roast that will surprise you with delicious flavor. Folgers is available in a range of varieties, including dark roasts like black silk and noir. It also is available in K-Cup for Kerrig. I wake up and I basically immediately make coffee. And for my entire time of college, we almost exclusively had Folgers. So I'm very familiar with how delicious it is. I love on The Bachelor when they also drink coffee in the morning. I love when you see them still in their pajamas waiting for Chris Harrison to come in. It's hilarious. And hey, they should maybe drink Folgers coffee because the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Today's episode is also brought to you by Schmitz. If you've always wanted to try a natural deodorant but were worried it might not work, Schmitz does. You'll never find aluminum or artificial fragrances. Made with coconut oil and essential oils, Schmitz keeps you fresh all day naturally. Visit schmitz.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Julia Littman. I'm joined today by my Ringer colleague, fellow Ringer Dish co-host, Liz Kelly. Hi, Liz. Hey, it's been a while. It really has been a while. (laughs) How are you? I actually know because I talk to you almost every day, but like, how are you podcast-wise for the public? How are you? Podcast-wise, I'm doing great. It's been a long time since I've been on Bachelor Party. I'm ready to go flex this (laughs) muscle again. Talk about all the people I thought I left behind. (laughs) Um, Well, we're going to be also looking ahead a little bit. Uh, We're doing a mailbag. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions. And Liz, thank you for joining me on this mailbag journey. Before we do so, I'd like to discuss Matt James's um, goodbye social media. First of all, I'll just tell you, he tweeted, see y'all in two months, peace sign. (laughs) And he also did like a sign off Instagram story that was very sweet and also like uh, very Bachelor Nation focused, in my opinion. He thanked Tyler for the last six months as he's basically been living with Tyler. Um, and also Tyler's mom's the one who nominated him. Um, and, you know, she oh. passed away. So she thanked he thanked uh, Tyler and his mom for putting him in this position. And then his final slide on his story was, um, I believe it was uh, the 22nd. So that's two days ago was the day before Miss Hannah Brown's birthday. And it was a happy early, early birthday to Hannah, a picture of them with, with Tyler's brother, Ryan. So now, now Matt James is off the grid. He's filming in Pennsylvania and, uh, they're at a resort. Liz just made a face. Liz, why do you make that face? Matt James deserves better than Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Here's, here's a counterpoint. Autumn. They'll get to wear some good outfits. 
True. He seems like he's a peacoat guy. I'm excited to see what happens. I feel like he's also a Patagonia guy. So I feel like we'll Ooh. get him. In, well, actually, he's a Lululemon brand ambassador. So that's really what he is. Oh, my God. You didn't know that? No, I did not. It predates his like bachelor involvement. But yeah, like when oh, he good first for him. when it first like, came to light that he was that Tyler had a really hot roommate last summer, <laughs> it was clear he, he was like doing all this uh, Lululemon stuff. So, <laughs> you know, that's what his, that's what his brand is. But um, mm-hmm. I have a bold prediction. Oh, OK. I think there is a zero percent chance that whoever Matt picks, he dates long term. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going beyond a year engagement marriage. I think there's just a 0% chance. Is this a feeling you're basing this off of? Or do you, I know you know that squad a little bit. Like what, do you think he's ready to settle down? I don't know Matt. I've never met him. I, I creepily DM'd him last summer. Uh, he responded, <laughs> nice guy. I just think that like someone who's looking to settle down and like taking this process seriously is, uh, I just did some air quotes there, um, <laughs> isn't doing that social media sign off. I just feel like, I just feel like he's too like on the scene, whatever that yes. scene may be. Yes. He's very online. It reminded me of yes. like when like people tweet, they're like, I have news or like impersonal news, kind of announcing yeah. for themselves, uh, which I guess goes against everything I stand for of being a private person. <laughs> but he's made for this. This is like literally he is cut from the bachelor cloth. He's ready. Uh, yes. He'll be a good bachelor. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But. I'm just saying long term wise. Also, he's like still a young man, I believe. I think he's 27. I don't know yeah. if he should if he's like should be any married. Who am I to say relationships yeah. with their own, own speed? But <laughs> but I just feel like there's no way this man. This man is excited to be famous, though. Yes. I don't know what to believe anymore. We'll talk about this in the mailbag. I just bachelor nation confuses me every single day. The Kel ever since Kelly and pilot P have gotten together and stayed together. I, I all bets are off. I don't know what to think. Let's dive straight into the mailbag on that note because someone asked a question that I'd really like to I'd really like to address. I think I know which one. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is via Instagram from Ellie. And Ellie asks, Do you think Kelly and Peter will get COVID? Liz, what do you think? This is the best question in this entire mailbag, and the answer is definitively yes. Right at that. 100% yes. Oh, my God. All it takes is one single sneeze or air particle. Those people are being so careless. I cannot believe it. Granted, all about Trination pretty much is pretty guilty of this. Yeah. For some reason, I just see it. Pilot P and Kelly are coming down with COVID. I know it. I absolutely agree. Um there's just so many reasons why. First of all, I agree with you. It just takes like one indoor setting. And that's yes. what's most alarming about Peter and Kelly is that I understand that perhaps they have access to like very safe flying protocol as is mm-hmm. part of the industry or whatever. But Peter is flying around. Peter and Kelly are flying around. It's not just him. And they're like doing stuff inside. Like there's like all of these videos of them at like family events in like restaurants. It looks like an Italian yes. restaurant. I have no idea. And it's proven this is how you get COVID. It's family, large family events indoors. What are they doing? I don't want to assume, but Barb feels like she does not wear a mask 100% of the time. It feels like Barb is just as careless or could be as careless as Kelly um, and Pilot P. And like, that's the whole problem is you surround yourself with other people not taking it seriously. Boom, you get it. I know. And I just, the, the, the one thing that you can't do, and it's so heartbreaking. Like so many people have had like, happy events, sad events, like all these mm-hmm. things that you want to be with your family with, your extended family, your nuclear family, you just can't. And they're just flattening the rules to <laughs> like do some meet and greets. And it's like, do the Flanagans and the Webers really need to meet right now? Can't we wait right. a few months, guys? You've only been dating. Like it's a right. quarantine relationship. So like under six months, although I guess it's been rumored that after the show, they got together, hence some of the weirdness in his finale, whatever. Peter mm-hmm. season's from a different <laughs> life, you know? We can just leave, leave, leave it behind. Okay. But yes, if they haven't already gotten COVID, I mean, they might have yes. already had it. Yeah, I, 100%. I love this question. The answer is yes. Yes, Ellie and Klein, <laughs> we thank you so much. Yeah. Um, let's answer some more. These are, by the way, from uh, Bachelor Party Instagram, my personal Instagram. Thanks for following me. They're from the Bachelor Party Facebook group and the Bachelor Party Twitter handle. Check out all of those. We'll do we'll do more mailbags as we go along. Next question comes from at Bachelor Bob. How do you think they'll handle the Claire Tasha situation? How many episodes is just Claire? Are they actually going to pretend that America doesn't already know that Tasha steps in at some point? 
Liz, do you have a feeling about this? My answer is that they can't pretend. Like it literally is so well documented that she's stepping in. I I almost feel like they've been like there have been public quotes about this whole transition. So there's no like teasing that drama. The drama is happening. I think they need to tie Claire's season up as fast as possible. I'm so sorry, but if she ends up in a happy situation, which it sounds like she does. Let's just move on. I'm so excited and invested for Tasha, who has this like whole long stretch ahead of her that I don't actually want to see too much of Claire's season, to be completely honest. I agree. So a usual Bachelor season, I think, is 12 weeks, including the tell-all and the finale. So that's like 10 weeks of, of like kind of real neat content, I suppose. I think that we get Claire for weeks one, two, and three. And then at week four, we move on to Tasha. That's just my guess because- That's great. As Ben has said- Claire did 12 days of production. Although I think she had to like stay or like go off the grid. Who knows? But it's like, it's Claire season for 12 days. And then they, then they move on to Tasha. So that means like Tasha gets like <laughs> six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so just, just playing a numbers game here. That, that, that feels right to me. Yeah. Um, there was another related question that we can just hit right now. And it comes from Regina who says, what's your theory on why ABC is not advertising Tasha in any of the promos for this season? Good question, Regina. So I think that um, one thing we've learned is that when, when ABC and Warner, just the bachelor powers that be, tease out a big thing in their own way, it's successful. Like, just think about the Colton fence jump. How many weeks did we get that teased? Mm-hmm. Like so many, like four or mm-hmm. five. And so I mm-hmm. feel like they're going to acknowledge it early, but they're doing it in their own way. And I also feel like a couple of things. Perhaps it's contractual that Claire gets like a certain period of time oh. where she's the lead. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. like Tasha's only signed up to be the lead for X number of weeks. Like maybe it's related to something in the fine print, you know? Yeah. But can they tease? And I know this is a, I'm not about to spoil anything. Don't worry. I know this is a no spoil, spoil zone, but doesn't, don't people, some people know what ends up happening and then how she steps in. Like what could they possibly tease about that situation? What is the Colton fence job of that whole transition? I, I think this kind of goes back to bachelor Bob's question, which is like, I don't know what the transition is going to be. Like, yeah. Is it just like Claire's out or Claire quits? And then how do they, bring in Tasha. Like you got to right. assume there's some kind of Chris Harrison intervention where he's like, <laughs> Tasha, would you like to be the bachelorette or something? Oh but yeah. Like, but like, you know, he went to Madison in Peter's season to like have mm-hmm. a sit down with her. They mm-hmm. can't do that. We got COVID. So like what? So you get a zoom with Tasha to ask if she wants to be the bachelorette. Oh, probably. I can see it now, which is great. I'm happy, but I don't need that. I just need these things to play out a little bit faster. I think the whole <laughs> issue is that I'm getting pretty impatient with the way that this all unfolds in like on um, Bachelor seasons anyway. So Claire can get in and out and then Tasha can come in. I don't need a whole episode about like the whole, should I go back to that world? Am I fine on my own? Whatever. I just need her to start. What's your problem with Claire? Uh, I guess I have no personal investment in her. I have you ever the- seen her on a show? No. Oh, yes. Winter Games, where mm. she was with that she Frenchman. Was wacky. Yes. Yeah. What was that man's name again? I can't remember off the top of my head. Benoit. His name oh, was Benoit. Benoit. <laughs> Great memory. Uh, yeah. So that's my experience with Claire, which is maybe why I'm like, let's get this show going. But I think I'm also really invested in Tasha, and I'm, I'm happy that she's it. I don't want to name names, but there's a lot of anti-Claire sentiment at, at the ringer, like just in general. Many people yeah. are not excited <laughs> about Claire. I could I, say I'm in the same boat. I am. I don't agree. Claire's Claire's wacky. I think wacky makes for good television. Like here are some Claire highlights. And by the way, we're going to do a full on like everything you need to know about Claire, because I feel there's many people who don't know (laughs) enough about her. But that will wait until October as we get closer to um, the kickoff of this new season. Really like deep in football season using football terms here. Anyway, (laughs) here's a few things about Claire. Claire was the first recipient of the really embarrassing edit on Bachelor in Paradise. And it was like kind of harmless but they like make it seem like she's freaking out at a raccoon where she's clearly talking to a producer but they make it's like a, it's cut such that oh. it seems like claire is like yelling at a raccoon it's a, it was not very nice but it is very funny <laughs> and it's fine no harm no foul right mm-hmm. so like she is a great monologuer on Juan pablo's season he slut shamed her it was it wasn't even called that at the time but claire had sex in the ocean allegedly pretty sure she did with Juan pablo and then he asks her not to tell anyone because he doesn't want anyone to like get the wrong opinion of him oh. and doesn't want to make anyone feel bad. Yeah. Oh, how dare he? 
Yeah. I oh, know. Oh, wow. We'll I did going, not know about that. We'll be going over this in depth. It's one of the most egregious things that's ever happened on The Bachelor. It's yeah, like, geez. It was really mean. Claire's just been like the victim of many mean episodes. And in my old mm. age, and in my like isolated chamber of COVID, I'm like very sensitive to meanness. And I just am like, that's mean. Like, why did he have to do that to her? <laughs> do I take back everything I just said? No. Maybe, but no, I think I just, the, the that's fine. She's in, you don't know I just, her. the you excitement just factor is not there, I guess. Is it, isn't it funny how like Claire's been on this show like four or five times and it, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> feel like they don't know her. Meanwhile, yeah. Matt James never been on the show and everyone feels like they do know him. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But that's the whole problem with now, which we'll talk about later in the episode. There's a lot of mailbag questions about like the modern contestant and yeah. that, that's the difference. I'm curious to see how people feel about Matt versus Claire and if they're able to, like what Matt's viewership will be like with no backstory with him. Mm-hmm. And I actually wonder if they even considered like, bringing him into Claire's season. And it's possible that they did do this. I'm just not aware. But like, if they're smart, you need to start building up goodwill for Matt. Like, I'm really yeah. excited. I've been a, a Matt for Bachelor proponent since July 2019. June yeah, 2019 even. Mm-hmm. But like, he's he's not famous. People don't know him. He wasn't d- dramatically broken up with on the side of a cliff by right. the Bachelorette. And so I feel I like think- they need to like plant the seeds for him in this coming season. Yeah, I think ABC is expecting his social media presence or like to do a lot of heavy lifting and like viewership and engagement and like interest. And we'll see if that actually works. This is the first time that they'll be doing that, really. And yeah, they didn't. So they used to bring in like just randos, new people, but they haven't done yeah. that in a very long time. Yeah. All right, let's move on to your next question. Thank you very much to Bachelor Bob. Um, next, this is from Kate Baumgartner, who's the most overrated member of Batch Nation, most underrated. I don't really know how you could like like what people's rating systems are, but I think the most overrated member of Bachelor Nation is like oh. Hannah G. Perhaps she gets a, what gets a lot of shine on social media, and like I don't know what I would would want to speak to her about. I just can't imagine having a conversation with her. Yeah, it's hard for I'm sure you to. I feel like I can answer this more freely. You have a lot of Bachelor Nation turning through this pod and like coming on as guests, so I feel like you don't have the freedom to all right, say you what we're all it. thinking, which is it's Nick Bial. Oh. It's that guy. <laughs> he, I it, that's him, a hundred percent, or Victoria F or Hannah Ann, and that's on the low. I hope no one like finds this clip later and comes at me, but hundred percent, that's what we're all thinking. I don't think Victoria F is rated though. That's part of my problem. Like she might be on social media. Who's rating her high? I don't know. I feel like when she was on, everyone was before she kind of turned and the yeah. editing turned on her. I yeah. feel like she was really up in everybody's on everybody's radar. And then Hannah Ann, of course, Hannah, she made it all I, the way. Com- I completely agree. Hannah Ann is super overrated. But like, who's rating these people? I just feel like the a lot of the people. Like I just feel like Peter's women kind of got a the raw raw deal they expected yeah. to get like a long runway going to paradise and maybe summer games and here they are just on instagram that's true although hannah ann got the got the podcast <laughs> oh my god i saw that oh god i was doing some stalking trying to answer this question and i was not pleased to see that but um Tasha yeah, deserves better let's just say that Tasha yeah, is doing does. a podcast with hannah ann and grocery store joe it's about celebrity news like their take on it just listen yeah. to ringer dish instead yeah. Hannah Ann, another person that's just gallivanting around the world um, or Los Angeles at large uh, yes. during COVID. With yeah. Madison. Yeah, I know. Also, that hasn't aged. My love for her has not aged well exactly. Um, people also got like very sick of her. Um, I feel like at least that's a sentiment when I, I browse the Bachelor Party Facebook group. Uh, <laughs> but I like her still. I'm sorry. She's okay. I like her style, to be honest. I think it's kind of mm. kind of cute for a, y- a young woman. Yeah. Um, most underrated. That's a more fun question. I have to say two previous guests that I particularly love that I think just des- deserve more attention are um, Natasha Parker and uh, Sydney yeah. Latuaco. Like both, they both were delightful to talk to. Yeah, those are great. Can I pick someone kind of on the outskirts? Of course. Uh, can I say Rudy from oh, Listen yeah. to Your Heart? Does she count in that world? <laughs> yeah, of course. She's in the I- nation. I love that girl. Oh my gosh. And I feel like she deserves the Instagram clad and the sponsorships and the paradise and whatever else um, because I wanted more for her. Brett, who was on this podcast on Tuesday night, also agrees with you. All in on Rudy. Rudy's got, yeah. got fans, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm happy for her. 
Also, I still uh, ride hard for Venmo John and Wells, which are like years old at this point. But uh, yeah, do love them both. Venmo John, I think, like got engaged or something. I feel like he's doing great or got oh, wow. a girlfriend, some, something like that. Yeah, I think he's hmm. doing well. Um, yeah, I, I feel like uh, I've just the men of Bachelor Nation just like don't permeate my brain for very long unless <laughs> unless I have like a, a long enduring crush on them like Tyler yes. and Ben, in which yes. case I think about them frequently. Um, yeah. Okay, next. Christina Castiglione says, think this is on Instagram as well. Uh, th- this is a brief aside. Thoughts on Dorinda leaving the Real Housewives of New York. Liz, do you watch Ro- Real Housewives of New York? I do not. I have to do- establish boundaries somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just say, Dorinda was my favorite on the Real Housewives of New York for many seasons. She kind of like kept it real. She was sort of like, quote unquote, normal. She wasn't normal. She was like still weird and also agreed to be on the show. But you could just like identify with her. You could relate to her in some way. She really cared about her daughter. She had a relationship that was like kind of mystifying. But you're like, you know what, Dorinda, as long as you're happy. And then she got really mean. And it also seems like she drank a lot, like a lot. And it was very mm-hmm. hard to support Dorinda. And this is one of my problems with all the Real Housewives shows. That like kind of like everyone who's on for over four or five seasons just turns. Something happens. Something just breaks inside of them. And they get meaner. They get nastier. They just get harder to support. Like I used to hmm. love Kyle Richards. And I had to turn on her. And when I had to turn on these people, I'd like them to leave the show or I'd stop watching the show. Because I don't want to watch. I don't want to hate watch Kyle. Like I, it's mm-hmm. like, it's sort of like when a friendship goes awry, you just kind of like, got to end it you know and it's like less of a clean break than like a than like a romantic relationship there's no like hey dude you're out of my life it's just mm-hmm. sort of like you gotta slow back away because it's too painful you know it's like mm-hmm. you used to really support someone then they change and it's just over and that's how i feel about dorinda and kyle richards very specifically it's like i either want you off the show so i can keep watching or i'm gonna quit the show so this is yeah. the, i love real husbands of new york It's hard enough watching like a fictional character turn and turn bad and sour and mean and you got to like hate them. But to have them be real people, I I feel like stings a little bit more. Yeah. And with the Real Housewives, they're largely mothers. And I always think about what it'd be like for this to be your mom. And that makes me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do you watch any Bravo? Uh, I, I don't actually, I like watch a lot of trash, but you know what I, my corner is that you, Hey, we talk about a lot is Kardashian. So you call me when you want to talk about that. It's ending though, Liz. What will you, what will you fill your time with? I'm going to make a uh, binge mode Kardashians and go through every episode of, and then all of the, all 20 seasons or whatever. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, I believe it, it was 10 years, like 13 seasons or something or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. I remember her like correcting people when they were like around some anniversary or something like that. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by Folgers. Morning set the tone for the rest of your day, and so does your first cup of coffee. So it's important to have a coffee that's up to the task. Folgers offers so many varieties, whether you're looking for a smooth or rich cup of coffee, Folgers has a roast that will always surprise you with delicious flavor. Folgers is available in a range of varieties, including dark roasts like black, silk, and noir. 
It's also available in K-Cup for Carrick. I can't go more than an hour with that coffee. And I think it's the same on The Bachelor. I mean, they're up so late that you have to imagine they wake up and immediately go for a brew. I mean, I hope they're having Folgers because you remember that classic jingle? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Today's episode is also brought to you by Schmitz. It can be tough to find a natural deodorant that works the way you need it to. Some don't last long enough. Some just don't smell nice. But if you're looking for a deodorant that keeps you fresh all day, naturally, and offers a variety of seriously amazing scents, you want Schmitz. It's the natural deodorant that works. Schmitz is the most awarded natural deodorant brand of 2019. Their formulas use innovative ingredients derived from plants and minerals, as well as coconut oil and essential oils to help neutralize odor to keep you feeling fresh. And it's never formulated with aluminum or artificial fragrances. Choose from scent combinations like lavender and sage, rose and vanilla, charcoal and magnesium, and many more. I will definitely be choosing lavender and sage. Lavender's been one of my go-to deodorant scents for so long, and now I'm really happy I can get it in a natural deodorant. If you have sensitive skin, Schmitz thought of that too. Its sensitive line, featuring hemp seed oil and rich natural deodorants, are made without baking soda, they help neutralize odor, and they keep you fresh. Schmitz Natural Deodorant Works. Visit schmitz.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. Okay, next. This is from Bridget, also on Instagram. Do you think the casting team should seek out contestants with low social media footprint or continue with current strategy and tap into contestants' online platform after the show? You kind of alluded to this, Liz. Yes, I think it's better this way. Keep private people. And also maybe why I liked to listen to your heart so much was because it felt like people that you'd actually be friends with or know in the real world. Everyone feels so out of touch now. Every single contestant, male and female, um, on this show that I, that it's why it's kind of like soured a little bit for me. Yeah. Like I want lower profile people. I, I am excited for Matt James for sure. Uh, because I'm like naturally invested in him. Of course, as naturally. A um, but yeah, going forward, I think they should pluck more of the obscure people and not so much like LA cloud chasers, you know, totally the LA cloud chasers gotta go. The yeah. ones who are already in LA cloud chasers, please leave. Right. <laughs> please. God, <laughs> we don't want you here. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. I'm curious to see how Clacia's season plays out. I think they got a lot of really negative feedback about Peter's women. And before that, even like with Hannah's dudes. And I think that there was a real attempt to course correct with not only slightly older, but like just people with um, clear careers and like kind of lives outside of reality TV. One thing that's hard though, is like if you have a life outside of reality TV, it's hard to leave it. You can't just be like, peace. I'm going to do The Bachelor. Can I have my job back in two months? Yeah. Um, Also, it's hard for me to like imagine working with someone like that, you know, (laughs) just sort of as like your colleague is like, okay, I'm going. And they come back to The Bachelor. I feel like John Paul Jones, who I emailed this week, by the way, and he very promptly got back to me. So I really appreciate the swift reply. Um, I forgot about him. He's another man, a bachelor man that came and went in my brain. Well, he was just like, he didn't give us much except for like that weird anger and the relationship with Tasha. I was just, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, um, thank you for the fast reply, JPJ. He just, resp- in his email sign off, he's just John Jones. No oh, wow. A, d- just a John, departure just John from that Jones. identity. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just figure in general, like the people that, you know, especially Tasha, like she's been married before. She is looking for real I romance. I forget that. Yeah. Um, Hand her a real man who has a nine to five, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I agree with you, but I just think it's hard to go back to work. But, you know, I think like someone like John Paul Jones, I think he did just go back to work. Plus, yeah. he like is an enthusiast of um sparkling waters. That's one of my points of passion. So I want to discuss <laughs> it, but I don't think it's going to work out. All right, <laughs> let's move on. I think that this this woman's name is Shema. Thank you so much for sending this question. I'm very sorry if I've um, mispronounced your name, but I don't think I have. Who has the best bachelor and bachelorette performance post-show? Now, we need to just um, take one person out of the equation. There's a very clear, clear, clear winner, and it's Rachel Lindsay. And she's our, but mm. she's like our colleague, so we can't really. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now we're going with the bullet is Rachel. She's now an extra correspondent. Like, shout out to her. Yeah. Who else is even on that level, you know? I feel like it was honestly a little bit easier to have a really good post-show um, performance like a couple years ago, because now at this point, everyone has a podcast in Bachelor yeah. Nation. So like the the a way that you can brand outward and kind of expand your like, I don't know, quote unquote empire or whatever it is, is a lot 
more difficult because everyone's kind of fatigued, I feel yeah. like, by all this content, all the people to keep track of. I mean, we're still listening to pods with like Ben Higgins and Ashley. So and many. it's just like those people now that dates back quite a bit of time as opposed to a newcomer that like is in a recent season. I just feel like it's a bit harder to carve out that path. I, I totally agree. And that's one of the reasons why Rachel's so impressive, right? Like, yeah, here's her competition. Jillian Harris, who has an HGTV show. Love it or list it too. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Love it. I, I will love it, not list it. She, <laughs> it, it's you know, it's love it or list it, but it's in Vancouver instead of Toronto, and she's a pretty good style. She's good on it. It's it's mm-hmm. charming. Um, Jesse Palmer, who has a natural advantage by way of being a football player already, and now he's on uh, ESPN, ABC. Mm-hmm. Charlie O'Connell, he was already famous, so like okay. Um, and I think that's the list. Like yeah. other other people, like I think Ashley I has done a really impressive job making a career for herself. Like she mm-hmm. wanted to be in media and she is. Um, but it's just like not on the Rachel level. Like Rachel's now on extra. Like that's a long-standing right. franchise. Like that's really right. legit. And it's also impressive to do the jump. She made the jump to the real world. Totally. Like, uh, power rankings and boss level. I think it's it's uh, a lot of, we've seen a lot of contestants have a podcast and they talk about Bachelor and they stay in this like little tier of Bachelor Nation and Rachel Lindsay has like jumped outside of that and has achieved like real world prowess and it's quite yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. So she's on Extra. She's got a podcast with us, Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. She does the official Bachelor Happy Hour. She does Ghosted on MTV. She previously worked for ESPN. It's like really impressive. So yeah, Ra- Rachel's just crushing it. After Rachel... It's a big drop off. I mean, yeah. I think Nick's podcast is doing well. So congratulations to him. Ben and Ashley have theirs. Those are kind of like mm-hmm. the podcast leaders. But yeah, I don't know who else is even in the conversation. Yeah. Again, it's just a little bit harder now to be like Hannah Goodwin and you're spit out from yeah. paradise and you're like, have this boyfriend, Dylan Barber. And like, she makes TikToks and like, she's got some revolve or whatever clothing lines, but it's, uh, it's harder now to like carve out legitimate space. Um, it is in that world. Yeah, it is. It's crowded. Yeah. Okay. Next from Lacey. My idea for a format change is to have two to three past contestants beyond each new season People that it didn't make it super far and might not be a good fit for Paradise, but that you that we were un, that were underrated or just not a good match for the lead. Who are your Bachelor Nation picks for Matt James? If producers introduce this, I think someone like Sydney from Colton season. Um, yes, we like Sydney here as as mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this question. It, it did happen. It used to happen more frequently. Like for example, Becca Tilly uh, came back for Ben when after being on Chris Soul's season, mm-hmm. and there was a woman named Casey who was on two consecutive seasons. Um, I think she was on Sean Lowe and one other that I can't remember. She had like a real, um, like it looked like a wetsuit for a dress one of her night ones. <laughs> um, it just used to happen a little bit more because like people would be interested. So it's interesting question. I kind of think Sydney from Peter season got a raw deal. I feel like the women didn't like her. Similarly, Alea mm-hmm. has been kind of like, she was a villain, but oh, I actually yeah. think that she seems kind of fun. Um, on her social media. Oh, so I'd, yeah. I'd like to give her another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those are my picks. Yeah, this question brings up a great point, which is that there is a type of contestant that is cut out for Paradise and there is a type that is not. And I honestly feel like the ones that are a little bit more cut out for Paradise are the ones we're talking about where they like, you know, they revolve sponsorships eventually yeah. and they got X amount of Instagram followers. And I feel like it's a certain kind of contestant, which is totally fine, but there's a lot of other people in this other boat that just like kind of flounder in paradise. Like Wells, I always think about him and I, we did a pod and you, I think I like predicted he would be the best or end up on top. He was out, you know, almost immediately. And I think there are just certain people that are super great, but just aren't cut out for that environment. Yeah, like I think you you clearly need to like be showy what in mm-hmm. whatever way to get the attention in paradise. It's like again a crowded space. And like someone like Sydney is like cool and chill and like has mm-hmm. like a scale. She's an answer. She was on the bachelor tour. Whereas mm-hmm. like someone like Ashley I, not that they're on the same season, um, is dramatic, you know? And like if you're yeah. if you're not prone to drama, but like you're cool and chill, you're not necessarily in a position to to like really shine and like that's yeah. true for most reality shows but th- i think that was true of like a lot of the women in peter's season he just seems so drawn to the hysterics that like yes like you know jasmine win and alexa seemed to have like a really cool friendship afterwards so much so that many people thought they were dating when they were just joking <laughs> oh yeah and like both of them seem cool you know mm-hmm. like they just seem like oh those and but meanwhile we just wasted our time on like mckenna 
and right. Tammy fighting with each right. other. Right. I think McKenna is like very Bachelor Paradise oriented. Again, yeah. not a problem, but just different different yeah. types of people. Yeah. I think they should change. I think the the paradise of it all kind of like skews towards certain kind of group. I feel like they got to change it up at this point. Go back to Winter Games. There was like a a, a variety in that bag. I just so badly, I've kind of talked about this before, but I so badly want like a real world for The Bachelor. Like I just yes. want to follow, like, I just want to follow these women and men after they leave. Like, show me like a real world. <laughs> I've moved to LA after being on The Bachelor. Like, I, I'm it sure would be so many so people great. would be down for that. Yeah. Yes. Who wouldn't watch yeah. that? Like, just put it on the streaming service. It sounds, yeah. All these people want to be famous. So it would help them. It would only be them cold calling or cold emailing companies being like, can you sponsor my apartment decor? Or like, can you buy my bed and I'll yeah. Instagram it? Which and might be like kind of self photo shoots on top yeah. of Runyon Canyon and like, yeah. and like things like oh, that. Good. But yeah. it would be interesting kind of like I want mm-hmm. almost be like Verite style or, Wait. or comedic the way like the bloopers are from The Bachelor. That's true. That would be better because didn't a group of women that were eliminated from like some night one or whatever come together and they like yeah. created this own little yeah, media like something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I don't think that did that well, but it's in a similar vein. Um, well, enough, other people flouting some of the rules, but like I think Natasha, Sydney, Victoria, Victoria and Kelsey were like all hanging out together in Montauk and the Hamptons this summer. Like Mm. these women become friends and then they do photo shoots together. So like, why are we not capitalizing on this content as a society? True. I don't know. And then we'd get more of these peeps. Okay. Let's move on. M Schindler asks, do you think the one site bachelor seasons will stick when traveling restrictions are lifted? Seems like a better opportunity for real relationships to form. I like this question a lot. We discussed this a little bit a few days ago. I do think that travel will be de-emphasized because I'm just sort of like, what do you need the travel for? And yep. paradise, listen to your heart. It's really fun. Like you know, just yeah. in one place. And I actually think that the people are made to be like a little, feel more pressure when they're just stuck in one place. Yeah. I also think not to mention, listen to your heart for like a third time on this podcast, but the whole tour bus situation actually was like yeah. a great environment. Talk about your relationship. I'm pretty sure someone was left on the side of the road or there, there was like some weird thing where it happened on the tour bus. Cause it's like this really confined kind of pressure cooker and they should just do that. They can road trip around the country, put, you know, a one-on-one can be in now an RV. Yeah. So you clearly never watch road rules, right? No. Road Rules was great. And I don't know why it hasn't come back. Like more than like any OG reality show, like Road Rules would just be fantastic because this was the premise of Road Rules. They get in an RV and then later it became a bus, but they got in an RV. They had to drive themselves around. They were stripped of like their credit cards. So now it would be like credit cards, cash and phones. And they had to do like missions to win money. And they would travel all over different places. Like it was like Road Rules Northern Trail. And it was like the Midwest of America, which is so funny to think about. They did Uh like Road Rules Down Under. They did Road Rules like, you know, Semester at Sea. Like they just did all these different places where they were like on road trips, had to like earn money and they filmed it. How many people are on one bus or on one road trip? Oh, okay, got it, got it. So and did the, do you end up with two at the end, like a you know no. a pair, a couple? It's a oh. group activity. It's not a dating show. It's oh, just like wow. it's like the real world, but you're on the move. Like the real oh, world started, cool. and then two years later, Road Rules came. And, okay, oh cool. my god, Liz, I can't believe you haven't seen Road Rules. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Um, it was a great show. I honestly, I don't know why it ended. They like kind of fucked with the format, but I think it would work even better now because people are so used to like just using your phone for everything. Mm-hmm. that like doing a really lo-fi reality show would be like hard, like legitimate, yeah. legitimately hard. And the the isolation in the RV would be like just so interesting. And I yeah. don't know, I, I think they should bring it back. But to your point, the like being on the bus or on the RV, wherever they are, works really yeah. well. And early seasons of the challenge, they also had like really tricked out tour buses and whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you got 10 hours to figure out your relationship. Yeah. It's like, you either end up together or then the person gets sent home after. Yeah. Or like, instead of doing a paradise season where they're stuck in a resort, like they're traveling around, but like the, the winners get the nice, like solo RV, like just the two <gasps> Ooh, of them. Yeah. 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 Spring it back. I don't know why road rules isn't coming back. <laughs> Yeah. I know so little about, I'm sorry. I know so little about road rules. I thought you were talking about the movie route race and that's what I thought oh, you were referring oh to. Oh my God. I think that also <laughs> had like a bus in it, right? I think it did. Yeah. I was like road trip oriented at least. I don't, I don't know why road rules has been so lost to time. Like real world's <laughs> iconic, but road rules yeah. was a great, great show. I loved okay. it. And it really, I you. without, 
obviously without real world, there's no reality TV as we know it. Without road rules, there's no challenge as we know it. Like at the heart of the challenge is road rules. I'm telling you. Powerful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for indulging me. (laughs) Um, Next, a question from Rebecca. And Rebecca, I appreciate this. It's just, we'll dig into it. I don't know what my specific question is besides wanting to know more about how Christianity seems like an unnamed force of the franchise. Who is it perpetuated by? Surely not the producers. So what are conversations between producers and cast members around faith like? This is a great question. I clearly can't answer it. You know, this actually would be a good one to ask Ben sometime in the future because Hmm. he's very open about his faith. I will just say Christianity seems to suffuse a lot of reality TV. I believe it's a big part of Survivor. There's so many people on it who are like interested in the trial of it and talk about their faith. I mean, obviously there's many people in the country, in the world who are very um, religious. I don't know why it's such a presence on this show, but I do think that like within um, certain demographics of people where it's just like, you know, there's been a lot of people from the South in the last few years. And I, um, as I said on uh, Hard Knocks in episode one, um, there's the religion of God, family, and football. And like the, the three like go together in many regions in the U.S. And I think that has part something to do with it. I don't know. I'm not Christian, so it's hard for me to say. But I, I just thought it was like a perceptive question. Yeah, it definitely is a presence. You can feel it. It's amongst a majority of the contestants. It's certainly, if you go to a random Bachelor contestant, maybe 30% of the time there's like sure. some verse in the their bio or whatever. Uh, the only other reality TV I watch, as you know, is like basically Love Island besides the Kardashians, which are both, you couldn't be further from the UK fa- or any US. face. UK. Um, but... But I think, yeah, it is certainly Bachelor Nation. And I think the viewers, like a lot of the demographic of the show. It's a lot of the viewers, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. We're gonna we're gonna bring it, we're gonna bring it up with some of our Bachelor Nation alums in the future. Thank you, mm-hmm. Rebecca. Um, Anastasia asks, what do you think filming Matt's season will look like in the age of COVID? Do you think they'll have more local, lame Cleveland type trips? <laughs> I think they are not leaving this Pennsylvania resort. I think it'll be similar to Tasha's season and it'll just be like in Pennsylvania. Juliet, can you, do you know anything about this resort? Like no. what are the amenities? What are the activities you can do on this resort? You know, shame on me. I didn't look it up. It's called like <laughs> Nemecolon or something like that. I will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audience. Shame on me. I should have looked it up. God, there needs to at least be three different rec courts so that they could make different games. There needs to be a giant field. Obviously, pool and a hot tub is a given. A spa, obviously. You know where they should have they should have done this on Hilton Head or like somewhere something like that. Yeah where it would have been warm. There still would have been oceans. They have resorts though. There's yeah. golf. I don't, I don't know how why we ended did, up in Pennsylvania. I was just going to ask you, why did we end up there? Not that it's like, you know, a bad place, but why, what was that decision-making like? I don't know. It must've been really cheap. That's all I can guess. It's the yeah. only answer. Cause like I have a friend who was just telling me that she's going to um, duck North Carolina in October mm-hmm. with her family. So like you went to college in North Carolina. Will it still mm-hmm. be warm in October? Like, can you like hang? It will be pleasant. It like would be the cute bachelor hang where like you're wrapped up in a little blanket, but you can be outside and it's fine and you're not freezing to death. And there's like an open fire pit, like great setting in October. Um, I don't know about Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be cold. By the end, it's going to be super cold. Maybe they'll go somewhere else for the end. But quarantining is an issue. And I've heard that with Clacia season, they were very strict about it. So Hmm. I predict that they do not leave the resort. Perhaps I'm wrong. Let's hope that they, I don't know if I don't want them to, obviously, I don't want anyone traveling really unnecessarily, but I think a resort would need to have like a lot of stuff going on yeah. in order to have them even have like date activities. Have you been to the La Quinta in, in uh, Palm Springs? Yeah, I ha- when I was a kid. So I'm I haven't really, had- I haven't been like, that's where they did Clacia season. So hopefully they have those things there. Yeah. As a kid, it seemed great and expansive. I don't know as an adult <laughs> if I would say the same, but yeah. Um, this is from Emily. What bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor and pup, bachelor in paradise coupler are you most surprised is still together? You know, I kind of think Jared and Ashley. Yeah, that's a good answer. And they're like really together. Yeah, she's like, like trying to get pregnant, trying and all for that. a child. Yeah, and they do <laughs> such cheesy stuff together. But that just shows they're really like a good match. I don't yes. believe in like a made for each other kind of thing, but I do believe in a good match. They're clearly both cheesy and like dress up and. Yeah, it works. I think my 
my recency bias definitely affects these answers because the only people, I think because I care a lot in the like first year or two years after these people escape and are in the real world. But I am surprised about Hannah Goodwin and Dylan Barber. Uh, Also, it's a a given, but Kelly and Peter, who would have thought? Oh my God. That one I'm a little less surprised by because, you know, sometimes when you just meet someone and you feel a spark, you're just like, oh, this is the thing. And Mm -hmm. they they clearly had that, which like, makes me like them a little bit a tiny bit which i would otherwise not like them at all but mm-hmm. i just love a good story behind a relationship i love i love a rom-com so i love a meet cute and like yeah oh, are they hotel a rom-com though? cute but no, oh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no they're not a rom-com but i'm just saying like in general the concept of a, of a meet cute is something that i really respond to yeah and i think it's sweet for them yeah but that's the only thing that's sweet i really like them <laughs> At least you said something positive. I can't think of a single positive thing, but um, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Um, You know, we mentioned Ben and Ashley and I just want to, we talked, we touched on this a couple days ago as well, I think, but they kind of were doing a both sides situation on um, their podcast as related to Colton and Cassie. And I saw a few questions about like, just to ask, like comment on that. And like, I, I don't really feel there's anything to comment on because it's, there's no two sides. If the reports from um, the court documents that have circulated online are true, then he put a tracking device on her car. And that's scary. So, you know, I wish Mm -hmm. Cassie the best. I hope she's safe. I hope she's being supported by her friends and family. And if Colton needs help, I hope he's getting it as well. So I don't know. That's just sort of that's all it comes down to for me. Let's Mm -hmm. let's go on to some more questions. Um, Nicole on Facebook in the Bachelor Party group asks... Do you think we've reached a tipping point for people coming onto the show but to become Instagram influencers? And this is similar to what we already discussed. I'll just say, like, I'm going to go with no. Like, you still need people who want the attention to be on the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have nothing else to add only because I've been kind of disappointed the last couple seasons <laughs> with the batch that has come in and they all seem like that or the people that don't are like cut or like not given screen time, whatever. Um, as you can see, I have some bachelor fatigue, but I'm hoping maybe we're at we're a We're going to get your point. head back in the game, Liz. Clayshia's going to revive you. <laughs> I bet she will. I always like uh, the women-led con- uh, Me too. seasons. Yeah. I prefer The Bachelorette to The Bachelor, for sure. Yeah. It's also like, as women, more fun to make, more, make fun of men than women. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a question from Nicole. Great question. Do you think the men on Clayshia season will act differently knowing they won't have a shot at being the next Bachelor? If so, how? great question Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with the definitive yes less of an incentive to like just cause drama yeah also i feel like it's well known that like towards the end of the show you kind of know who someone's leaning towards maybe top two maybe like the second person's like i could maybe like convince her or him otherwise but i feel like that that person immediately turns into like leading man or woman role where they like start being extra gracious and extra professional and like extra lovey-dovey like leading up to this big heartbreak and now that can happen but like you're not guaranteed anything basically um and they certainly like won't have to immediately vie for like this leading person role so yeah I'm excited that these people can experience some genuine emotion without thinking of the next step I, I agree. Like you look back at someone like Colton and it was rumored he like really, really cooperated with producers both on Becca season and on Paradise. And like, that's just like, there's less of a reason for that to happen. You know, like these mm-hmm. guys, they got to be in it because they like want to have the experience, whether it's like to be in it to get married to Claire or to Tasha, It's kind of besides the point, but like just for the experience of like being on the show and mm-hmm. being in Palm Springs. The other thing is you have to really be in it for the experience because otherwise who would spend the summer in Palm Springs? It's so goddamn hot. True. Or even the fall winter in Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah. not that not that those are like the two extremes. It could be a lot worse, but certainly they're not going for like the worldwide travel. This is actually might be a very refreshing season. All right. We're getting your hopes up. This is yeah. great. We're getting you excited. <laughs> um, last question. This is a great one from Katie and a great final note. If you can add any one celebrity musician, fellow reality TV star, anyone to the Bachelor universe, who would it be? I'm so bad. The world, the celeb world is so vast. It's almost so vast. like there's too many choices. Do you have an immediate answer to this? I have a really weird one. Okay. I don't, I don't wonder if you're familiar with this person. I bet you are, but I don't know. Are you aware of Jordan Fisher, the musical actor? The mu- Oh my God. Yeah. Was he in Tell the Boys I Love Before too? Yes, he was. That's yes. correct. He was in yes. two. 
He was played Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen. He was in Grease Live. He very briefly was in Hamilton. He does like a lot of social media. Uh He seems like a really genuine, sweet soul. And I feel like he'd be a great bachelor. This is great. I I feel like we've been touting this for a long time. I need some cross-pollination of these celeb worlds. Yeah. Um, granted, that goes against the exact thing I thought of, which is like, grab the like underground people that don't have large presences. I think the world can exist with both. Maybe just create like a spin-off celeb bachelor. Yeah, sure. I, yeah. I think he'd be a really good bachelor. Um, I spoke to Noel from Million Dollar Beach House the other day, and he, he wants to be on The Bachelor. I'm totally in support of that. He should be on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Yeah, I watched half of that season. You got a bad edit from what I watched, but I'm Such ready for edit. his redemption <laughs> if it's there. I really enjoyed him. And I think like women-wise, I have to say, I know she's got a lot of projects going, but I kind of think Addison Ray as the Bachelorette just makes a lot of sense. No, I would scream <laughs> if I knew that this wasn't a recorded like format and people were listening on um like headphones and in the car. I would literally scream at you, Juliet. I would rather her be the Bachelorette than try to take on She's All That. That's an iconic film. I'm sorry. It's, it should be off limits from Adam. Can Ray. we have neither? Can we just scrap <laughs> both, please? Listen, TikTok stars are here. They're not leaving. We have to find a place for them in this celebrity economy. Oh my God, that is the worst idea I've ever heard. I want Addison Ray having nothing to do with the Bachelor contestants. I'm pretty sure I looked at her profile she's the other day. Young, on she's too young right now. She's 19 years old. True, but I'm pretty sure like Tyler Cameron's following her. There's a couple yes. Bachelor people that are like, yes. you know, in her little orbit. And I want none of it. I mean, she's basically, on, she's probably going to be on the Kardashians final season, right? Yes, she is for sure. Mm-hmm. It's rough. You didn't pick anyone to be on, be on this universe. You have to pick someone. Wow, this is asking me to pick a complete random celebrity out of my head. Let's... It's hard. There's so many celebrities out there. It's just like, how do you even begin? What kind of season do you want? There's so much to consider. But I know. The other the other thing is, um, I still think an, an NBA bachelor would be amazing. I, I, that oh, would yeah. just be so good. You've been saying that for a long time. I think that should happen or any kind of professional athlete. Yeah. Well, they've kind of done it before, like Jesse Palmer, but just didn't count. He wasn't famous enough. They need yeah. someone who's like, famous like you're probably not watching the nba eastern conference finals right now but like it'd be really funny to pick like one of the role players who's having like a breakout like duncan robinson would be really funny like okay i believe in that the the only nba players i know are the ones that are dating celebrities um so so, kyle kuzma yes and carl anthony towns know him too he's dating jordan woods he is when did that start i I don't know know, I heard about it today on Tea Time from Amelia. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she's yeah. in Minnesota, and he's a, he's a Minnesota Timberwolf. It all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check in with her about that. Wow. Um, Liz, thank you so much for joining me. This was very fun. Thank you mm-hmm. to you, listener, for the questions. We'll definitely do more regular mailbags. And uh, I will be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.